Okay, here we go. Good evening. Today's daf is daf Chof Beis, page 22. Bez Hashem, we will finish Mesecha Shkolem, our Mesechta of Yerushalmi. Make a siyum. And um, let's get going. We're going to pick up from the bottom of Chof Alofam Beis. We are up to Halacha Gimel, the Mishnah, three lines from the bottom of the page. All right, give you a sec to find it. All right, here we go. Three lines at the bottom of Chav, Aleph, Amud, Beis. What we're going to discuss over here is when you have Kachim, which becomes Tameh, or for whatever reason cannot be used as a carbon, we know that they are burnt. Okay? The question is where? So we're going to find an interesting machlaikas concerning Tumah in general. In order to be able to answer how the burning is done and where the burning of these hectic items take place, it's important to know that there are various levels of Tumah. And built into those levels of Tumah, there are things called Abhatumah, things that are the father, the root of Tumah, and Toldos, okay, offshoots of Tumah. Now we're going to find that there's actually an interesting machlaikas, whether biblically there's only such a thing as Avatuma, and all toldos of Tumah are rabbinic. Okay, that's going to be one opinion, that any toldos of Tumah is rabbinic. The other opinion is going to be that whether it's an av or a tolda, whether it's a source of tuma or a tolda of tuma, then both of them are going to be biblical. They're both going to be de orisa tumas. Now here is the big nafkamina. Here's going to be a big difference as to whether a tolda of tuma, an offshoot of tolda of, of tuma, is the rabban or de orisa. Here's going to be very practical nafkamina, and it's going to be the following. Okay, Reb Simcha and Reb Aaron just logged on. We're just introducing. We didn't start yet. We're three lines of Adam Chafal from the base, all right? So here's a big nafkamina, because something that becomes Tameh and can no longer be brought in the base, and can no longer be, uh, be used, if it's really Tahar Midai Raisa, like if it's only Tameh through a Tolda, and biblically it's okay, so then there's room to say that we can even burn it inside the Beis HaMikdash, because there's no biblical Tumah on it. However, if Toldas, if Tolda of Tumah, an offshoot of Tumah is the Orisa, then if it becomes Tameh outside, even if it's a Tolda that becomes Tameh outside, there's no reason to start bringing it inside the Beis HaMikdash to burn it. Here we go. Let's, with that uh, little bit of background, hope uh, whether it was helpful or not, Let's hold on to that information, and we'll see how it applies to our reading of the mission. Besar kachim kachim shenitma midav kachim kachim that becomes tameh bein ba'avatum. Whether the kachim kachim became tameh through an avatum bein bevladatum, or whether it became tameh through a vladatum. Okay. Now, what's an avhatuma? An av, what's a father? A father is a source of a child. So whether this is the source of tuma, for example, a dead body starts the tuma process. A dead sheretz starts the tuma process. A person who has an emission of zav or zava start the process. Okay? 
So whether it's an av hatumah, the tumah is from, a, from the source, or it's a vlad hatumah, or it's a child of that tumah, meaning the kachay kachim is not tumay because it touched a zav, a sheretz, or a dead body. Rather, the kachay kachim became tumay because it touched something that touched the corpse, the sheretz, or the zav, okay? So says the Mishnah to continue. Whether it became Tomei inside the base of Mikdash or outside. You always take Kachay Kachim if it's Tomei and you burn it inside the courtyard of the base of Mikdash. That's going to be the general rule. But there's an exception. What's the exception? As it, unless this item became the kachay kachim became tummy outside the base hamikdash through an avatoma, the kachay kachim for whatever reason was was in the general area of Yerushalayim. It's not supposed to be there, right? But let's say it got there somehow, and it touches a dead body. We're not going to bring it into the courtyard to burn it. You're not going to purposely. Bring something tomei avatoma into the courtyard. That makes sense, all right. As I use the opinion of Beishab, Beishelol says, "Hakol yisarif b'chutz." No, he says that it's not that usually something's burnt inside the courtyard, with that one exception. No, rather, things are always burnt outside the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash. Except for unless you have the following case. When you have Kodshe Kodshim that was inside the Beis HaMikdash, where it belongs, and it became Tomei through a Vlad HaTumah, through something that touched the source of Tumah, then we say, listen, you can still burn it inside the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. Okay? So Beis Hillel is saying that if something's tummy, get it out. Don't burn it in the courtyard. Unless you have like this two rooms for leniency. First of all, it only became tummy through a, a um, it's, it's a kachi kachim that became tummy through a vlada toma. That's number one. And number two is that it's already inside the Beis HaMikdash. If it has both of those qualifications, then we'll just keep it over there. Okay, we'll keep it inside. Rebel Lazar Aymer, top of today's daf. So, so far, Machlek is Beishamai and Beishel. Beishamai says, usually you burn it inside with an exception. Beishel says, usually you burn it outside with an exception. Top of Beishamar Aleph. Rebel Yezer Aymer. Rebel Yezer says, Shenitma ba'av ha-tuma. If something became tummy through the source of Tuma, okay, it touches a corpse. Beim b'fnem, beim b'chutz. Whether it was inside or outside. Yisari b'chutz. The halacha is, you burn it outside. So far, he seems, Rabbi Eliezer seems to be like base Hillel. That you automatically, you know, in general, you're going to burn things outside. She, but something that became Tomei through a Vlad Hatoma, okay, so it didn't touch a corpse itself, but the Kachay Kachim touched something else that touched the corpse. Bain b'chutz, bain b'fnim. Whether it is inside or outside, Yisarif b'fnim. You're always going to burn it inside. 
always going to burn it inside. Again, when when does Rabbi Leizer say you always that you that you burn it outside if it became tummy through an avatum? When do you burn it inside if it became tummy through a vlad hatuma, an offspring? Okay, that's Rabbi Leizer. That's opinion number three. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Wherever it becomes Tomei, that's where you burn it. All right? As I use the Mishnah, let's review outside the four opinions. We have a four-way machlaikas to, to clarify this. Here we go. Um, opinion number one was Beishamai. Beishamai says that when you have Kachi Kachim that becomes Tomei, you always burn it inside the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash with an exception of an Av HaTumah that was outside the Beit HaMikdash. If it became Tumah, if you were an Av HaTumah outside, don't bring it in. That's Beishamah. Beis Hillel says, you always burn things outside the Beis HaMikdash. There's a leniency in one case where you would burn it inside. For example, if you have Kachi Kachim that is already inside the Beis HaMikdash, and it only became Tomei through a Vlad HaToma, through an offspring, then you could leave it inside the Beis HaMikdash and burn it there. That's Beis Hillel. Rebbe Liezer says, no. It's not a matter of um, where it was located at the time that it became Tuma. That's not what matters. What matters is, did this become Tomei through a source of Tuma or a derivative, an offshoot? If it became tummy through an avatoma, no matter what, no matter where, the halacha is you burn it um, outside the base hamikdash, and if it became tummy through a vladatoma, then you burn it inside the base hamikdash. Rabbi Akiva says, no matter what, wherever that item becomes tummy, whether it became tummy through an avatoma, whether it became tummy through a tolda. If it became tummy inside the base of Mikdash, burn it inside the base of Mikdash. If it becomes tummy outside the base of Mikdash, burn it outside the base of Mikdash. Don't move stuff. If it became tummy somewhere, that's where you're going to burn it. Okay? So we have a, uh, a clear-cut four-way machlaikas, and obviously in classic Gemara style, what we're going to do is get into the nitty-gritty of these four opinions. Why... Does, you know, why are we holding the way we do? What are, the, what are these different approaches all about? So here we go. Zok the Gemara, the Gemara says like this. Bar Kapara, Omar Bar Kapara says, Avatoma Dvar Tairam, an Avatoma, a source of Toma, a Sheretz itself, a corpse itself, a Zav himself, a Zav or herself, that's all biblical. Those are called biblical Tomas. Vlad HaToma Midivrayim, an offspring Tomas, something that touches the corpse or touches the sherets, that is all called rabbinic tumma. That's rabbinic tumma. Rabbi Yechen Amr, Rabbi Yechen says, no. Either way, they are tumma de ay rises. Okay? So we have a machlaikas here. Is ava tumma de raisa and tolda de rabbonon? That is barka para. Rabbi Yechanan says that they are both the Iris. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to get into these opinions. Where do they get them from? Why would you think that, why would one think told us the Rabbana and one thing told us the Iris? So here we go. The Kasha of Rabbi Now, Rabbi Yechanan who says that even told us Hatumah are biblical Tumas, 
It's going to be a big problem with Beishamai's opinion, the first opinion of the Mishnah. The Beishamai, I mean, Beishamai said at the beginning of our Mishnah, Hakol Yisarif Bifinim, you always burn something inside the Beishamai, unless it became Tome outside the Beishamai, and it's in Avatoma. Well, one second. According to you, Rabbi Eichanan, that everything is biblical, why would Beishamai make a discrepancy between an Ava Tumah and a Vlada Tumah. It's the same thing. Aren't they both Dairaisa? Why would Beishamai say, oh, if it touches an Ava Tumah outside, you keep it outside. But if it touches a Vlada Tumah outside, you bring it in. Why? If they're both biblical, why is Beishamai making this discrepancy? And... You're still going to have to ask a question according to the opinion of Basil in our Mishnah. Why? What, the, what was the second opinion of our Mishnah? To Basil, Lamar Basil says, according to Yisrael Vachot, Chosim Hashem Nitma Vlad Hatoma Bifnim. Basil says you always burn it outside, unless it was, uh, it, unless it was already inside the Beis Hamikdash, and it only became Tomei through a Vlad Hatoma. But one second, if a Vlad Hatoma is the same as Avatoma. Why is Basil making that discrepancy? Both ways biblical. So you, Rabbi Yechanan, who says that a deriv, a, 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 a toma that derived from an avatoma is biblical, what is with the first two opinions of our Mishnah, which whether you follow Beishamai, whether you follow Basil, they both say there's differences between avos and tovos. How is that possible according to Rabbi Yechanan? Okay. So we got a problem. We got a problem with our business. And we're going to pause. All right? So we got two. Get the kashas. Now, remember, Rabbi Yechen is not the only opinion here. Bar Kapara actually held that Av HaToma is the Oraisa and Avlad HaToma is the Rabbana. So Bar Kapara works out very well with Beishamah and Beishil. It makes sense why both of them make discrepancies between an avatom and a vladatom, right? Because Barakapara says the vladatom is the rabbana. However, Barakapara, even though he works out with the first two opinions, he's not in the clear. Because here we go. And what about the opinion of Barakapara? We still have a question with Barakapara how he handles the opinion of Beishamai. The Beishamai, the Beishamai, Beishamai says, Hakol Yisoreif Bifnim. Every kachi kachim that becomes tummy, you burn inside the Beisham Mikdash. Chutz Mishanit Vababa Bechutz. Unless it becomes tummy with the Ava Toma outside, then you leave it outside. I Ma Beina Toma Bein Bechutz Bein Bifnim. Zevezel Loidvar Tairahu. Aren't both of them Devar Taira? Either way, either way, if it's an Avatoma, according to you, Bar Kapara, Avatoma is Daraisa, right? Told us our Durabonans, right? But then why is there, why is Beishamai saying that an Avatoma outside stays outside, but an Avatoma inside stays inside? Why? The Gemara answers, oh, because maybe, nothing to do with Durabonan Daraisa. But maybe we take into account the last opinion of the Mishnah, which is Rabbi Akiva. What did Rabbi Akiva say? Whenever something becomes Tameh, you just keep it in its place. To answer the Gemara, begins Rabbi Akiva Damar, Makam Tumatsa, Shamshay Tri Maybe Beishamai 
is also in agreement with Rabbi Akiva uh, of, the, of the reality that if something becomes Tomei, wherever it becomes Tomei, you keep it in its location. Okay? Okay. So in that way, Bar Kapara is, is in the clear. There's no question. Again, we had a question of Bar Kapara. According to you, that every Avatoma's Daraisa, why would Beishamai say an Avatoma inside the Beisham Mikdash you keep? In the Beis Hamikdash and an Avatoma outside the Beis Hamikdash you keep outside. Why? The answer. So the Gemara has a good answer. The Gemara says, "Oh, because maybe we follow, you know, Shammai is consistent with Rabbi Akiva that if it became Tommy inside, you leave it inside. It becomes Tommy outside, you leave it outside. But either way, it's Darais. All right. So so far, Bar is good. But even according to Pinna Beis Hill, Bar has got some questions on him. Why? Bisol says everything automatically gets burnt outside the Beis Hamikdash, except for a Vlad Hatoma that was already inside. But I don't understand. According to you, Bar Kapara, Vlad Hatoma is automatically rabbinic. So why would Basil say that a Vlad Hatoma inside gets burnt inside, but a Vlad Hatoma outside gets burnt outside? Either way, isn't it Darabonon? And wherever a Darabonon Dikatoma should be burnt, that's where you burn it. Says the Gemara, begin the Rav Shimon Damar because of the third opinion of the Mishnah, who ho of Rav Shimon, who says, I'm sorry, we're not going in that opinion, we're going in a different opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who says that both the Maichalu Mishta, the food and the drink of a Mitzayra, Mishalchen Chutz Vishalish Machanais is sent outside of all three camps to the place where he sits. Okay? Meaning, if a Mitzayra whose tummy gets sent outside all three camps and he has leftover lunch, he has food that he touched. Is that food in Av Hatuma? No. It's a Vlad Hatuma. It touched a Mitzora whose tummy, his lunch, right? It touched him. If the food also needs to be sent outside all three camps, okay, so it makes sense to say that the same way the food is tummy with the mitzora, we're not going to allow a Vlad Hatuma outside the Beis Hamikdash to be sent back in to be burnt inside. But he's following that opinion. But it, everybody agrees that the lunch of a mitzora is only tummy midrabanah. And despite the fact that it's Midrabonon, still we say once it's outside, one should leave it outside. Okay? So we, the Gemara is ending off. We had a machlaikas between Rabbi Yechenon and Bar Kapara. Is the Avatoma Daraisa or Darabonon? Bar Kapara held that Ab, uh, an Avatoma is Daraisa, a Vlad is Darabonon. We have no questions on that opinion. Rabbi Yechenon, he, he wiggled out. Rabbi Yechenon held that both. Um, uh, Avatoma and Avlatoma are the Erises. And we had two good Kashas on him, and those Kashos, those questions on Rabbi Echenon remain. Okay. That's the Mishnah and the Gemara. Now we get to the final Mishnah of our Masechta, Mishnah Halacha Dalit. Here we go. Zok the Mishnah. Here's how these, these uh, Karbonis were situated. So the limbs of the carbon tomid were put on the on the lower mechatsi uh, the lower half of the ramp, 
towards the west. And the limbs of the Musaf were put on the opposite side of the ramp to the east. The limbs of the Rosh animal today. It was put on the Karkov of the Mizbeach, on top of the Mizbeach, on the upper half. We'll get into Mirza Hashem what exactly the Karkov is. All the halachas of Machsis Hashekel and the halachas of Bikurim only apply when you have a Mikdash. Okay? It only applies when you have a Mikdash. If there's no Mikdash, why are you giving a Shkalim? What are you going to buy with the Shkalim? And therefore, if there's no Mikdash around and we're in Gullus, there's no reason to, uh, to create the Shkalim. If you have Bikurim, What's Allah Bikurim? You take it to the Kayan, you take it to the Mikdash, and you and you have the you, you do the whole process. If there's no Mikdash to take it to, you can't do it, and therefore there's no halacha of Bikurim, which was done on the first fruits of the Shiva Saminim in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Aval, but Meiser Dagan, tithing grain in Eretz Yisrael, Umeiser Behema, and tithing one's animals. And the Kedushas Bechar, the holiness of the firstborns, okay? And this is referring to like Pidyan Petr Hamar or a firstborn a kosher animal. That all this applies even nowadays, okay? Even nowadays, we have these halachas, okay? What happens? Somebody nowadays. You know, uh, sets aside. They take money. They say, "This is my machzis hashekel. This is my bikurim." What they didn't know the halacha, or they're getting a little too religious for themselves. Hareza kaidish. It has kedushas bechar. Okay, so somebody nowadays should not be doing this. If somebody, if somebody uh, takes coins or uh, or takes bikurim, the first fruits of Eretz Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, takes a pomegranate, and he says. This is my Bikurim. He says that is Bikurim. It has Kedushas Bikurim. Okay? And it has to be dealt with in that manner. Rav Shimon, Shimon says, no. Ha'aymer Bikurim Kaidash. If a person nowadays says, these Bikurim are Kaidash, Enon Kaidash, does not work. They are not holy. Okay? Let's get into this Mishnah. Okay? Very Gishmak. So, beginning of the Mishnah, discuss the placement of the limbs of various Karbanites. And then we got on to some halachas of, uh, that apply when the uh, when the, that, that no longer apply once the base of Mikdash does not stand. Then we got on to halachas that do apply even nowadays. Says the Gemara, first of all, which part of the Mizbeach is considered the Karkov? Okay? We had, first the Misha said the Tamid was put on the west side on the lower half of the ramp. The, the Musaf was put on the east side on the lower half, and the Musaf of Rishchidosh on the Karkov. The Gemara says, Amma bin Karen le Karen. There's an Amma between each corner. And that's the area where the Kahanim would walk. Okay, Usually this is how the Kahanim, you know, that was like their path on top of the Mizbeach. And that was, you know, the, the, the Musaf of Rishchidosh Karbon, that was where it should be placed. Musve Shabbos, Musve Rish If let's say a person has, if Rish falls out on Shabbos, so you have the Musaf of Shabbos and the Musaf of Rish which one has Kadima? Which one comes first? Okay? Now, 
like I always say from Rabbi Heinemann Shlita, when he would drive us carpool, his corny joke that he would share with us on our way to Sheris Aplita, whenever we were sitting at a red light and uh, he had a little four-door car and a two-door sports car pulled up next to us, he would ask us who we should let go first. We said, of course, we should go first. We're going to learn Tyrant. Yeah? So, of course, we should go first. And he would tell us, no. Two-door two-door cars always go first. Because Tadir v'she'eno, Tadir, Tadir, Kaitan. Yeah? He would have his little uh, his play on words. But then he would go first anyway sometimes. I don't remember <laughs> if he ended up, but that was his, uh, that was his joke. So the the Shaila, right? So we would say initially, oh, you have Rosh Chodesh, you have Shabbos. Shabbos is more common than Musaf, so you'd think, right? That for sure Shabbos should go first. But let's see. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yirmiyah thought to say, Musfei Shabbos and Musfei Rosh Chodesh. If you have both, Musfei Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh should come before Shabbos. Why would he think that? Chayle the Rabbi Yirmiyah menado, because Rabbi Yirmiyah thought to say that because of the following halach. If when the Leviim sang in the Beis Hamikdash, if they had a choice to choose between the song of Reish Chaydesh and the and the song of Shabbos, okay, or Shabbos Reish Chaydesh, they would sing the songs of Reish Chaydesh. The the song of Reish Chaydesh came first, okay, and therefore it, it, his svara was oh, same thing with the Karbanis. You have the Musaf of Shabbos, Musaf of Rishchidosh. Take the Musaf of Rishchidosh first. Amar Rav Yusa. Rav Yusa says to Rabbi Yirmiya, Nishtazai, it's not like that. Shan Tamun. That there's a difference between the Leviyam singing and the bringing of the Musaf. Why? The Amar Rav Chiyah B'Shem Rav Yechen. Rav Yechen says, Rav Yechen on, Kedei Lefarsim, Ayyelaydi Yashu Rishchidosh. That the reason why the Kahanim sang Rishchidosh over Shabbos, because everybody knows when Shabbos is Shabbos. But people forget that today's Rosh Chaydesh. Yeah, if you, sometimes, uh, you're right? It, it, like, not sometimes. This morning I came home and I told my family, I told my wife, I said, ah, get in Chaydesh. The kids are like, oh, it's Rosh Chaydesh? I said, yeah, it's Rosh Chaydesh. Yeah, when you get to school today, you might say uh, hello in class, right? So not everybody's always aware of when Rosh Chaydesh is. So maybe that's why the Kahanam saying Rosh Chaydesh. When it comes to the bringing of the Karban Musaf, Musaf Shabbos Kaydim. If it's more common, like, like we said, so it should come first. So what does one do? The halacha is that when it comes to the two karbonais, Shabbos and Rishchidosh, so the Musaf of Shabbos comes first. And when it comes to the, what, what song did they sing while bringing the Musafim though, they sing the Nigunim of Reish Chaydesh. Period. End of that, uh, that discussion of that part of the mission. Beautiful. Okay. Shkalim Bubikurim. If a person nowadays, we said there's no halachas of Shkalim. There's no halachas of Bikurim nowadays. But what if somebody says, they set aside money, and they say, this is my Shekel, this is my Machsa Shekel, this is my Bikurim. Okay. So we had a Machoikas. Tanakama says it has Kedusha. Rav Shimon says it doesn't. Okay. Ha Shkalim Kitshu. The Gemara says, but you should know, Rav Shimon, who says that there is Kedusha, is only, uh, is, is referring only to, I'm sorry, Rav Shimon, the, the Tanakama says there is. Rav Shimon says they're not. Rav Shimon says no Kedusha nowadays. Okay, even if you say it. So the Gemara says, Ha Shkalim Kitshu. 
when this that Rav Shimon said, there's no kedusha. Is only talking about bikurim, but he agrees that if you do that to shkalim, it will have kedusha. Rav Shimon Yehuda Mishum Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon Yehuda says the name of Rav Shimon Bein Elu Bein Elu Like Kachu. Either way, no bikurim and uh, and machshaka both don't become kaddish. Tani we learned there brayso ger bezmanazem a person who's a ger nowadays. Okay, in in our era. We're, uh, while we're in Golos, we don't have a base amigdash. Tzarech lahavi kinoi rivis kesef. He should bring kinoi, which is worth, this is a coin, um, rivis kesef. It's worth a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, kinoi is the birds. So he should bring a, a value of a quarter of a silver, uh, a, quarter of a, uh, a quarter of a piece of silver, to be set aside for his birds that will be brought, um, you know, with the coming of Mashiach when we have a Mizbeach to bring them on. Amr of Shimon, Bitla Rabbi Yechem I stopped it. You know why? You're running into trouble. Mashiach's not here. Unfortunately, Mashiach's not here. And if people start doing this and Mashiach Chas Vashalom doesn't come tomorrow, then there's going to be hectic money laying around people's drawers for for quite some time, hopefully not too long, but quite some time, and it can lead to others. Okay, you got to get rid of it. We got to make sure people don't do avirus with it. How do you get rid of it? You lock the door. And it dies on its own. That's by animals and the money you throw into the Yamamelech, like we've explained previously. This way, nobody has access to it. Okay, period. Avar Vehiktish. We said that nowadays Rabbi Yechem and Zakai decided that nobody should set aside money, the, the, the Gerim should not set aside money for their birds because it could come to Takalu. People can misuse the hektish money. What if somebody does this though? What if he did this? From this that Reb Shimon said, that Reb was mevatalit mepnei hatakala. Okay, that he he Reb uh, Yechonah was concerned of of uh, a stumbling block. It seems that it would become hectish, because otherwise they could have just said, "If you set aside your money to be hectish, it's not hectish," and that would have removed any stumbling block. Boom! From the fact that we're considering it to be a stumbling block by stice, if you do it, the hectish does remain. Okay. Ask the Gemara, Rav Yuda Antodraya Boi Kume Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yehuda from Antodraya asked a question searching for information from Rabbi Yaisi. Hocha, um, in our case, at top of Amad Beis, at Omar Kidshoi, you're saying the money would be hectish if a ger does this. Hocha at Omar But in the Mishnah that we learned here, the last Mishnah that we discussed in Shkalim, Rabbi Shimon says, if you set aside Shkalim, Oh, if you set aside Shkalim and Bikun, the Bikura, the Shkalim, uh, don't take on any element of Kedusha. Make up your mind. 
Yeah, what we're talking about by the coins is that you're not allowed to ideally do this. Because it's a mitzvah to bring truma chadasha. We know that shkolem is supposed to be brought every year to purchase brand new carbonus on Reish Chodesh Nisa. And these shkolem are going to be old anyway. And therefore, we said, don't, uh, don't be makadish your coins. Because even when Mashiach comes, we're not going to be able to use it for that, for, uh, for that time. But by the ger, who we asked him to set aside money for his birds, what are you going to say? Hayashanahi. It's older money? No. Big deal. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be new. If you set aside, let it be Kaddish. So again, we had a question on Reb Shimon. Oh, make up your mind. Nowadays, you're saying that the, uh, the Shkola doesn't have Kedusha, but the Ger does. Come on, it's a contradiction. Answer the Gemara, no. By the Ger, there's no problem. Lewis, you set aside the money. Right, you write one into Tekalo, that's your Bechina Medzakai, Peseder. Okay, fine. But, without that concern, set aside the money, let it be hectish, and even if we bring it in 25 years, there's no problem with 25-year-old money to buy birds for a Ger. However, there's something, with, there's something wrong with using set-aside old money for the Matzah Shekel. Because every year on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we, start to, we, we only use the brand new Shkalim for the Karbans. Okay, so why doesn't he just uh, set it aside until the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt? And maybe we'll consider it new during that year, because it'll be the first year of the Beis HaMikdash, and this will be part of the new fund. Says the Gemara, Shem Listen to this. Ah, maybe the Beis Hamikdash is going to be built Karishayna, the way that it was by the original Mishkan that was inaugurated on Rish Chaydash Nisan, the first day of the new year. And the Trumas Alishka will be made from the new Shkolim in its proper time. Yeah, we're on Rish Chaydash. Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, we, we know that Benison Nigalu, Nisan is the month that's Mesugul, the greatest Segula for Geula, for the redemption. And unfortunately, they say Rav Moshe Feinstein would give a kvetch. At this time, we're Mamish right here. We're a, we're a half hour before Shki on the, on the first day of Shazizu. It's the last day of Nisan. This is the month. We have to be davening for the Geula right now. Says the Gemara, there's a chance that Besamikta is going to come down in the month of Nisan. But over here, so over there, you might have a concern. It might end up being old money because it's Zman Mesugal for Gula. But over here, my Yislach, when it comes to the, the money of the Ger, so what? Says the Gemara of Amunah, Rav Adabar, Rav B'Shem Rav, Halacha, Kerb Shimon. The Halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, that if a person nowadays takes their first of the Zion Minim and says, Bikurim, it has no Kedusha. But if a person sets aside coins for the Beis HaMikdash, it does Shkalim. It does take on Kedusha. Hadron Allah Chal HaRaikin Uslik Allah Masech HaShkalim Hadron Allah Chal HaRaikin Uslik Allah Masech HaShkalim Hadron Allah Chal HaRaikin Uslik Allah Masech HaShkalim Mazel Tov to everybody who joined us for this beautiful journey through uh, 21 blot. We start on that base, right? We're up to Chav base. So 21 blot of Yerushalmi and Be'ez Hashem. We look forward to joining together tomorrow evening as we begin our brand new Meseches Yuma, Gishmaka Mesechta, that will be finishing, uh, concerning, primarily concerning Yom Kippur, that will be finishing, like we did Psachim, 
very shortly prior to Yom Kippur. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.